Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Just before we go to Louis DeBrus for NHL Hockey and Rogers, just to give you a sampling of the perspectives out there, Todd from Bonneville says, Greetings, Bob. Continuing on Kevin Weeks' comments on Duncan Keese and Tangibles, three Stanley Cups, Team Canada accomplishments, penciled, um... Simply, the last two years, real money value for a 30 to 739. Real money value, fair value, balance of cap hit, knowing how to win. Nothing against Ryan Suter. How many cups? Uh, paying for knowing how to win, fair compensation on the cap. Can you put a price on winning? Apparently, Mr. Holland has pegged that value based on 30 years in the big chair from Todd and Bonneville. Well, uh, there is a wide assortment of people that completely and vehemently disagree with that perspective. And again, I'll, I'll say this. like we, I would assume the Oilers are going to be in on Zach Hyman. I don't really like six- to seven-year deals. This is a two-year deal on Duncan Keith. In 3.6 in real million dollars. And then people go, whoa, wait, wait, are the owners not going to be a cap? You, you know, are they not going to be able? Well, wait a sec. They're, they're, they're playing at the cap. And it's a $5.5 million cap. But you know what? You can go over the cap when you have $4.2 million tied in LTIR. I'm not convinced Chicago would have traded Duncan Keith Edmonton if the Oilers had insisted that the Hawks, on top of already paying 7.4 of the 11 real million dollars left in the deal, um, I'm not. I'm not convinced if Edmonton would have insisted insisted on Chicago retaining. Plus, the Oilers coveted the player and what the player brought. But man, it has brought why. And it's some of it's a little bit. I, I sense a little bit. Gener- and, and you know what? Here's what here's what happens when 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 teams don't get the little. So the Oilers finished 11th and 12th and 11th the last two years. Pretty good regular seasons. All the experts had Edmonton out of the playoffs, but the team underachieved in the playoffs. Because they have players that can put up points in the regular season, and and it's a team that plays well, doesn't take any games off. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. But you need different type of players to win come playoff time, and experience matters as we bring aboard our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Louis DeBras joins us right now from NHL Hockey. And Rogers, hi, Louis. How you doing? Hey, Bob, I'm doing great today. How are you doing? Good. You know what's interesting? 
We have texters saying, Bob, you're only bringing on guests that agree with the Duncan Key signing. Well, first of all, we have the regular slate of guests each. So we have John Shannon on Monday. We have Speck on Tuesday. We have Brian Lawton on, uh, on, on Wednesday. These guys all work in the context of the day-to-day minutiae of the game. Now, we have David Staples, but he's not accredited. Uh, member of the media, okay, and then uh, and then on Thursday we have guys like yourself and uh, and Kevin Weeks, who again former players that work in the league. And Friday we're going to have Elliot. And so what I what I find interesting in all of this is I'm sensing I, I don't want to put words in your mouth here, Louis, but I'm sensing a little bit of a the hockey people like understand the move Edmonton made. And some of the people that want to sit there and solely base every argument based upon numbers without mm-hmm. factoring in who else is on the team and, and the fact that the Hawks this year didn't have their top two centers or didn't have a true number one goalie yeah. or, or had key pl- You know what I mean, Louis? Like it's a real- they're all pretty big, big uh, things that happen for a team. But, no, I understand what you're saying, Bob. And here's the thing. That's the greatest thing about the sport. We're allowed to have these opinions. Yeah. Mine's not going to change. I like the move. I think he's a winner. I think he's won everywhere. Uh, he brings that with him, and he's going to be motivated. I mean, you listen to him talk. He even said this is the only other team that he's ever played for in the National Hockey League. This is a big move for Duncan Keith. This is not just, oh, I'm just going to uplift and go to Edmonton. Everything is different than what he's known since the time he stepped foot in the National Hockey League. Actually, down in the American Hockey League where he played uh, – under Trent Yanni, who said he was the best defenseman in the league that year in 0405 in the lockout. He just said he was just incredible, and he eventually jumped up and, you know, took the next step and never looked back. But, you know, how often do you get a chance to get someone like Duncan Keith is my first question. Not very often, and when you do, you jump on it. It's two years. It's not that long, and I don't think it's that big of a price point for a player that can come in and dramatically change your back end. I, I just... So that's my position on it. That's how I look at it. Time will only tell. If he comes in and falters or excels, I'm going to lean towards the fact that I think he's going to come in very motivated, a new team, wants to make an impression. All the greats always do. And you know what? He's going to step in and do his best, and I think that best is going to be really good. Well, it's really interesting because the big story today is we go to our top story, which is presented daily by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Uh, Special shout-out to Steve and the group at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Tom, definitely appreciated the work of your company. Get your AC today with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy Legacy Heating and Cooling. The big story today is around Zach Hyman. And I got to tell yeah. you, I was a little nerd. Like, you know, the orders were in on Markstrom, and maybe I'm completely out to lunch, but six or seven years for Jacob Markstrom at 28, 29, that had me a little bit nervous. I, I, I'm serious about that. And I, I get a little nervous on longer-term deals. There are people that believe that Zach Hyman will be able to get a seven- or eight-year contract. Okay? And there's, you know, here you got Keith for two more years, and and it's done, right? And so either he can continue to play, and we're going to talk about Zidane O'Char in a second, 
But Zach Hyman, to me, like, I got time for Zach Hyman, but are we talking six times six million? Are we talking six million times seven years? And then people say, well, you're blowing it. You're blowing it during McDavid and Drysdale. Wait, you can't have it both ways, Louis. At the trade deadline, people were mad that the Oilers didn't add anything because you got McDavid and Drysdale, you got to add something. So they've gone and added a veteran defenseman to upgrade their D, and he does upgrade their D. If they turn around and sign a, a another, you know, they got Nugent Hopkins done. If they turn around and sign another top six winger, in in free agency, you're going to have to overturn and overpay, don't you? Absolutely. That's why we're talking about six to eight years for Zach Hyman and potentially six million dollars. I mean, his career high is 21 goals. Now he did have 21 and 51 games a couple of years ago, but you know what? I that's what happens though. He brings a lot of different intangibles to the game. I, I, I'm a real big fan of Zach Hyman. I am. I love the way he plays. I think he's hard-nosed. I think he's big. He muscles on pucks. He can play with very elite players because he does the little things. Excellent along the wall. Great on the penalty kill. I mean, he does so many good things that I understand why the buzz is as high as it is for him. And But at the same time, you are going to overpay for this player. There's no question. Because there's going to be a bidding war to try and get his services, the team that does get him is going to have to overpay for him. And listen, does he have the next level? That's the big question. So you look at it and you say, okay, he's played with Austin Matthews before, Mitch Marner, John Tavares. He's jumped around the lineup a bit. This is a guy that you know, has put up a couple 20-goal seasons, would have had 20 goals again this year if it was a full season. Has suffered a few injuries, though, because of the nature of the way he plays the game. He's starting to get banged up a little bit here and there. But you know what? I like a lot about the player. I just don't know where I would go on a contract with him as far as term and amount. But if you really want him bad enough and you think he's that special ingredient that you need to take you to the next level, then you're going to overpay for him for sure. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Like Tanner Hall, I don't think, is going to get that length of term. And Tanner Hall's won an MVP. Yeah, but I would Hy- probably say, as odd as that is, Hyman might be more coveted right now. I don't think you there's know, any. Just be- I don't yeah, think because of the because yeah. of the nature of the way he plays, because of what he does, and especially on a team like Edmonton's a prime example. Especially on a team that does have the superstars, a team that has the Drysaddles, the Nugent Hopkins, the McDavid's. I mean, guys that you know are going to go out there and do your power play, and he's played power play too, but. How much more can he give you? I'm sure there'd be a big opportunity. I guess the question for Ken Holland and the Oilers, if they are looking to, to go after him aggressively, is how much they want to spend. And is he the guy you want to spend that money on? I'll tell you, it wouldn't be – as soon as I say that, I say, you know, listen, this guy's a $5 million player all day long. All sure. day long. All day. So, yep. I mean, if you give him six, six five, if you have to to get him, it's not that much of an overpay, in my opinion, because I think he's a, a very solid, dependable $5 million player all day long for six years, no problem. If you have to give him an extra million, million and a half to get him, then that might be good business, really, when you look at it over the long term. Louie, I'm fairly confident saying, in Duncan Key's situation, two years left, I, I, I think he's going to be fine in those two years, and I think he's going to want to keep on playing, okay? He might be a guy that could play to 42, 43. Hyman, at 28, getting a seven- or eight-year deal, I'd be nervous towards the end of the end of that deal. That's just me. And the analytics for Hyman are really good. So the analytics people should be happy, but the term length would have me, frankly, a little bit concerned. He's bigger than Gallagher. He's bigger than Kunitz. 
But to me, he's a somewhat similar. Like those guys were tenacious players, and he's a yeah. somewhat similar player. You know what I mean? He's a hound. He's a hound. No question. That's that's his biggest asset. He just you know relentless, and and you just. I love talking about players like that, though. I love talking about players that just continually pursue the puck wherever they are. They just are dogged on that puck and have the skills and the size and the wherewithal to do something with it once they get it. So that's why, again, we're talking about him potentially getting a real big payday here. And I agree with you, though, especially in today's game, the long-term deals are... I think GMs are even shying away from those more, and you have to really take a long, hard look at it to make sure it's something that you feel you're going to get your worth out of. Um, but there's no question. I mean, undeniably, Zach Hyman would be a player that would fit perfectly into the Edmonton team, and that's that's the type of player they're looking for. Uh, can jump up and down your lineup column, can play with the top players in the line, can be that workhorse, uh, can be out there in crucial situations at the, at the key moments in games. Is a big enough body that he makes you bigger and stronger and harder to play against. I just think there's a lot of really good things there, and I think there's a bunch of teams though that are going to be in the running for him. There are. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a bidding war, no question about that. This text comes in from Allen and Strathmore. Bob, I listen to Calgary Sports Talk, and every ex-player they have on has liked the Duncan Keith trade as well. Matt Stajan, Christopher Stieg, to name a few. I think people uh, who have played have a far better educated view on things. That one comes to us from well, and, and I just I wouldn't mind jumping on that. Listen, here's the thing: not just not just because we're ex-players. I mean, just around the game. I mean, anybody that's around the game and has watched Duncan Keith play for the last. 17 years I mean the guy's pretty good so I just think that you need to also look at the fact that this guy's motivated um, he, he really hasn't dropped in his minutes over the years that's the one thing for me that you and I have talked about before this is even before there was even a possibility of getting Duncan Keith um, which doesn't come up that often by the way where you're able to go out and acquire a player like him and I know it's later in his career yes he's at the end of his career but there's still a lot of fight in his game he's still a passionate player that wants to do well and i just again think that the change a new team that uncertainty that being a little bit uncomfortable is going to be excellent for him it's going to motivate him to do what he does best and that's push himself he's got the motor he's got the legs that's the most important thing is the fact that he can keep up in the game when it's the fastest that it's ever been he's always had that and we used to watch video of him and make comments about how aggressively he would go back for the puck so that he would give himself a little bit more time to make a play out of the zone he's a puck moving skating defenseman that can make a play that plays tenacious in the defensive zone i mean i i just don't see really anything wrong with it i i, I look at it and i say this is is a veteran player that you love to have in your organization. If you look at every Stanley Cup winning team in the last 20 years, go back even further. There's always those veteran guys later in their careers that come in and win Stanley Cups on teams that have the other ingredients, and they're part of it. I think Duncan Keith wants to be a part of another one. I really do. I think he looks at Edmonton. It's a guy that wants to be here. Whatever the conditions may be, he wanted to be here. He wanted to come to Edmonton which is a great sign, and let's just give him his due. Let's let him see how, let's see how it goes instead yeah. of beating it up right now and, and saying it's not going to work, going to work. Only time will tell. I mean, we love talking about these things, but for me, I'm just excited to see the season get started and see how it goes. So here's a text that comes in, and he didn't put his name on the text. Bob, experience does matter, but the salary cap matters too. Can Holland's inability to manage the cap makes him unfit to work in today's NHL? He's not a good general manager, and he hasn't been for a long long time that's what this texter says and then he adds louie 
Keith was pretty good, not is pretty good, just so we're clear. So th- this individual obviously knows all. I don't know what he does. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's always funny, Louie, because, um, you know, we travel. I host a show every day called Oilers Now. It's a privilege to do it. It's a privilege. We missed not traveling this year. It was a very different thing. Uh, I'm not going to share to what level of conversation I may or may not have with people in the organization. But I always get a I always get a bit of a chuckle because there there are sometimes people that, you know, well, I heard this from this guy and this is what's really going on and I'm kind of going, "Really? Is that right?" And and that said, there are times I haven't known stuff that was going to happen and there's certainly stuff involved around the team where I'm like, "Are you like, you know, people love the salaciousness of rumors." I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Where did like what? And it's just it, it, it it's kind of interesting. But but that said, Louie, there is more access today to analytical information. Now there are head coaches that will tell you the shot statistics are flawed. They are flawed. What is considered a shot on in, I'm serious about this. Just like there used to be places where it was easier to get hits than other places. There are some places where it's a little bit tighter on getting a shot, and they believe the shot the, the the shot metrics are completely flawed in the league as well. And a lot of people use the advanced analytics numbers. There and there's there's like 20 or 30 people that might be really good at it in Edmonton, like just dig in, and then they get supported by their friends. It's a, it's a really interesting time, isn't it, Louis? It is, and I understand it, and I, I accept that. I have no problem with people having their opinion. That's fine. I, You know, listen, that gentleman that just spoke up there, I hope you're wrong. You know, I hope you're wrong, but you might be right. And if you're right, then good on you. It's not, <laughs> you know, for me, sorry, this is just my opinion. I'm not sitting here trying to be right or wrong. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. And I think that Duncan Keith, for two more years at $5 million a year, I'll take him. I'm taking him on my team. So I'm going to agree with what Ken Holland did. I think it's a veteran position that you need that leadership in your room. And anybody that box at that, they're mistaken. They're just absolutely mistaken. The dynamics of what happened inside that room, how you settle things down in between periods, and the big moments and games when guys step out, it's the same guys all the time that go out and step into those situations. And the more times you can do that, the more likely you're going to be able to understand what to do in that situation to be successful. So I like it. I like it a lot. And I could be totally wrong, though, and that's okay. Zidane Chara, just just on age. I mean, you watch Jake play. Zidane was a leader on that team. Can guys play yeah. until their forties, or was Zidane a freak of nature and a one-off? Well, you know, I think it's probably becoming something that might happen more often. I don't think. Now, listen, the wear and tear, the repetitive movements, the muscles that players use in all respective sports um, do start to take their toll, but. I think that the way players train, the nutrition, the way they think about the game, the recovery, all the data and all the information we have now about what to do to make the body the best that it can possibly be, I don't see why players can't play longer. And, you know, again, it has to, it, it, every player is unique. Every player is different. Uh, and you look at players that are 28 years old and they look like they're 38 years old by the, by the end of their career because of the way they play. And then there's guys that are 36 and they look like they're 26 because they just take care. You know, Nicholas Lidstrom, to me, was a player that every time I walked in there and every time I called a game that he was playing in, I remember looking over at whoever the partner that I was working with at that time, Kevin Quinn, Bob Heathouse in Phoenix, Dave Randorf, it didn't matter who I was working with calling Nicholas Lidstrom. I'm like, this guy 
could play another 10, 15 years if he wants to because he's so efficient. I mean, he doesn't get banged up. He, it's just efficiency of movement every single time he's on the ice. And I have no doubt that, you know, if there was different situations for him and he, you know, felt like he wanted to play longer, he was still one of the best defensemen in the league when he retired. I, I just think he could have played another 10 years easy in his sleep. But that's a unique situation. Not all players are built like that. Zdeno Chara was, was a, is a freak of nature. I don't think he's done yet. I think he wants to play another year. I really do. I don't know if he's going to hang him up just yet. Um, but... There, I don't think that that's, you know, he's he's approaching 50, for crying out loud. Like, I mean, that's Chris Chelios and Gordie Howe territory. But I just think that, you know, nowadays with the players, with nutrition, with the way they can train and how they understand their body, if they do it right, yeah, they can play a long time. I look at Patrick Marlowe, too. I mean, Patrick Marlowe, you know, is relatively young still. But, he, I mean, he's just been he's been a freak of nature, too. I don't think people talk enough about the way he's been able to just play the game at the level he's been able to play it at and yeah certainly he's dropped off over the years but he's always been able to keep up and again that's the number one thing for Duncan Keith for me that's the number one reason why I'm okay with this he can keep up he's fine he's going to be okay all right speaking of old man power did you ever fight a guy that had been in the league Louie for 12 to 14 years when you were breaking in and, and you were stunned at how strong that individual was, or or were you a little bit intimidated? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, my first couple of years, you know, my second, third NHL fight was against Tim Hunter. Maybe it was my second fight. I, I fought Stern and Hunter in the first game in the Battle of Alberta, and I, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering from Stern first and then Hunter. It might have been Hunter first, so he's my second NHL fight. And... Uh, you know, he's not a giant guy, but he was strong. He was wiry. He was strong. And and I just remember, like, he'd been around. I've been watching this guy on, you know, fight videos for at least eight years anyway. Like, he'd been around for a little while at that time. And, uh, you know, I just, I just remember that's that man strength, right? You're like, wow, this guy's really strong. And I was a pretty strong guy. You know, like, when I – when I uh, – so he was, I'm looking it up now because I didn't remember, but yeah, he was in the league 10 years at that time. He'd been playing pro at least um, 10, 11 years. So yeah, he was, he was one of, um, Cronin the Barbarian, you know, Sean Cronin was a really strong individual. Um, you know, you grab onto him and you're like, yeah, this guy's really strong. There's no question about that. But, you know, it's funny. I, I was, I always considered myself to be a pretty strong guy. I still do. And I was, I always considered myself strong in the fighting game. Um, maybe not Tony Twist strong, but certainly yeah. up there and strong. But uh, I didn't fight too many guys that I felt overpowered me. Yeah. Um, there were certainly guys that were wiry and had longer arms. And, and you know, Zidane Ochero, for instance, I fought him, and it was a terrible fight. But I, I was in the most vulnerable position I've ever been in a fight in my life. And I always say that I, he was young, so he didn't really realize how good of a position he had. And he could have clobbered me. But I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself closer to his body. I wasn't able to, yeah. break, to to break that arm, to break that elbow and get myself in tighter to my range. He had stretched me out, and I couldn't believe how strong he was at keeping me out at that distance, which is really not easy to do. I mean, that's you know, that's impressive because, I mean, I would even at times, you know, you're, you're aiming for the elbow, for the joint to try and hit that to get it to bend a bit so you could pull in and get tighter to, you know, if a guy's 6'5", 6'6", which I thought guys that tall, 
you had to get in tighter to kind of find that range. I couldn't break that arm. I couldn't get in wow. tight, and I knew I was in big trouble awesome. with a guy six foot nine. So, yeah, you know what? Tim Hunter, though. Tim Hunter was okay. a wiry, strong guy that could go forever, too. His endurance was off the charts. Louis, awesome stuff. Uh, I'm going to throw a uh, just Zdeno Chara. Ask Tony Mohagan how it went for uh, him one time with Zdeno Chara. He did connect on Tony Mohagan, knocked him, you know what, out. And uh, there is a player that broke Tim Hunter's ankle in a line brawl one time. He is from Edmonton. He's not a former oiler, but he is from the Southside Athletic Club. Out of, I don't know actually if he was an SSAC boy. A little bit, uh, I think he was born in the late 60s, but uh, some uh, some little Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Name the uh, Edmonton area product that broke Tim Hunter's ankle in a line brawl. Louis Gray- Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Stop. Thanks for joining us. Take care, Bob. 12.57 in Edmonton. We'll step out, come back with NHL Today. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30. Chad. This text comes in. Ashley Fine Floor's text line. Louis, 100% correct. The Oilers have needed a veteran like Keith for a long time. If the last two playoff series isn't enough to convince people, I don't know what will. Experience with success matters in the NHL. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. We'll get to another text a little bit later on here. Into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Company branded apparel products and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. And here's Brendan Escott. Florida was busy this morning buying out veteran Keith Yandel, as we talked about. Uh, But then GM Bill Zito signed Anthony Duclair and Gustav Forsling to matching three-year extensions. Duclair's has an AAV of $3 million. Forsling's 2.66. Hyman's agent, you heard, does have permission from the Leafs to seek a trade partner for his rights. Pittsburgh re-upped with Teddy Bluger. Two more years at uh, 2.2 per season. Abbotsford Canucks are the uh, AHL's newest franchise, obviously serving as the farm team for Vancouver. It's about 45 minutes inland, I believe, from uh, Rogers Arena. And Oil Kings, director of scouting, Jamie Porter, scooped up by the Colorado Avalanche. There you go. All right. Uh, we'll tell you this. Guests and orders now receive certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, Cam Moon and you on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.